It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic, because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time. Hi guys, I'm Ari. And I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Having a Night. Reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Season four, all about weddings. I've had the time (laughs) of my life. (laughs) And I've never felt this way before. Who sings that? That's a really good question. (laughs) I was, of course, researching uh, everyone's most slash least favorite wedding song, Shout. And I was like, who the hell sings that? There's something about all these songs that they're just so in the wedding canon that I'm like, it's a robot singing. I don't even know who, who sings Time of My Life. Who could it possibly be? Well, mm, okay. It's Dirty Dancing. It isn't, exactly. It's in Dirty Dancing, which means it must be from the 80s, right? Early 80s. Yeah, okay, Detective. Um, But it feels a little disco-y, right? Because then it goes into that boom, 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 kind of. Yeah. Did Patrick Swayze um, sing it? <laughs> Who's saying it? Probably oh, one God. of those acts that has not really lived on in popular culture. Yeah, is it a group? Do you think it's a group or a no, no, I think it's person. But I'm also like, I don't know what happens after I've had the time of my life and I've never felt this way before. Like, then what? I swear it's the truth, right? I, I owe it all, all to, to you. you. And it's like I was doing a thing and I ran into the thing with Van You're right. I mean, it's almost kind of Donna Summery. Yeah, it's not though. Then this could be love. You know, low key Wait, change. Now I'm like, oh, that's the bridge. Is this actually the best song of all time to have at a wedding? Because it was on my list of songs not to play at a wedding. Oh, really? It's not, it's probably further down on that list for me, but it's not in the top 10. Like, I don't mind that song because I was a big Dirty Dancing fan growing up. So it's mm-hmm. more of nostalgic for me. Also, Chris and I were debating like when, when we were going to have the bigger wedding oh, what if our first dance was like just the straight up the dirty dancing dance? Yeah, of course. I mean, it would be a classic, but then you also have to think about how many couples have just learned the dirty dancing dance and done it a lot. Yeah, but have you ever seen it? I haven't. I don't know anyone who's talented enough to do that. I'm just kidding. I know a lot of people who are talented enough to do that, but it's, I think it's hard if you do that, that jump. Yeah, lifts. But like that jump is so iconic that it's sort of passed through icon and just gone straight to Chugi. Wow. That's a sad day for us, us older millennials. Like, I feel like it's so, I, I can always see it coming from a mile away in a movie when they're like, and then 
they do the dirty dancing mm-hmm. jump or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's been oft replicated. Yeah. I like, um, I like a little fake out with a, with a lift. Like I like being on the dance floor at someone's wedding and just like real drunk, like dancing with, with friends, usually with Chris and like backing up, like pretending if there's a crescendo in the music, like <laughs> pretending like we're going to do the lift and like running up to him and then being like, Oh no, 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 no. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Cause people freak out. That is the most RA thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh God. It's true. Like five, six and r- running up. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. It's very funny to me. It sort of encapsulates your sense of humor. Yep. (laughs) Um, Before we get further into music, what did you eat this week? Um, I ate a lot of wings because I I ended up cooking a a, for a a kind of mini catering a, a Super Bowl party and made a few different types of wings. And look. They're okay when they're warm and they're homemade, but you just, they're so hard to replicate the real thing. There's some, they're like French fries. Like you're not, I did so many different types using, I used an air fryer, I used the oven, I used a pan and just, you just, you can't get the deep fryer sensation. Yeah, you need them. I will because I feel like the whole point, the reason why people like wings is because of that crunch on the outside. Yeah. So I feel like unless you have a deep fryer, it's basically impossible, as you're saying, to replicate that. Yeah. But instead, it's like if you if I just have like a nice wing that's been done in the oven with just some salt and pepper, delicious. But if you're yeah, if you're trying to replicate a buffalo wing, right? Did you eat a ton because you were like trying them and all? You're testing. Oh my god, that's so fun. It is, but then you're, but then it gets sickening really fast. Yeah. So what'd you learn? So what, what did I learn? Well, I served like a bunch of different types. Nice. We did, did like, sorry. I know we keep on overlapping. Sorry to our listeners. It's really hard to edit that stuff out. I'm going to try to interrupt you less, but um, did you put out little signs being like air fryer wings, no. oven wings? No, it's this family that I've been cooking for, for a while and like, they didn't have that many people over. So, and I was like there. That's and, nice. Yeah. Have you ever operated a deep fryer? Hell no. Me neither, but I'd like to try sometime. I would, if it was not a home deep fryer, I would, if it was like, in, you know, I was at a restaurant with, with someone with who, a basket, with a basket, someone who like has done this before. If there's some kind of safety mechanism in place. Because you know my my deep frying uh, fire story. Oh my gosh, you've got to like tell. I, I feel I like I've told it on the pod before. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know if you have. Well, I was having people over. I was making eggplant parm. This is like ten plus years ago, and uh, there, there we were warming up the oil because we were going to fry these eggplant strips and. We put uh, the oil in, I think, like a little Le Creuset and um, put the top on, took the top off. It was just like this ball of fire. We should have just put the top back on, turned off the heat, and it would have died down. Um, a friend of mine who shall not be named because it is embarrassing was like, oh, my God, we have to like there's a fire. We have to put water on it. And I was like, I don't think we should put water on it because it's oil. And we both were kind of like, yeah, this seems like a bad idea as we're both pouring it in. And it was like a fireball literally (laughs) went up to the ceiling, 
uh, burned through. We had a little like light fixture, kind of fake chandelier situation in this rental unit, like burned through the wiring. The chandelier came crashing down. Oh yeah, God. luckily that did not spread, but we were convinced like I was going to burn. It seems like the apartment, the entire building was going to burn down. In that moment, was time just going so slow where you were like, okay, there's a fire. There's a real fire going on in my house. Oh my God. Like, the, like what was going on in your head? It was so fast. It was like, we, it was a truly a fireball engulfed the small little galley kitchen. I think I had four girlfriends over. We all ran outside, called 911. And like the kitchen was in the back of the apartment. We exited the front. So we were just like out there all crying, like staring. We thought we were about to see like the windows pop, but the fire department came in and they said, by the time they um, got in there, there was no more fire because it's oftentimes with a grease fire, it's like a flash if it doesn't right. catch. So it, luckily it didn't catch. However, there were like smoke stains all over our unit for a long time. Oh my God. And the fact that like the chandelier fell all like I would. Yeah. yeah oh, that's terrifying. That is. I so threw up <gasps> after like, I couldn't sleep. I true. I, and for a while I had like PTSD. I mean, I don't want to minimalize anyone else's like real PTSD, but I did like whenever there was a fire situation, I would get really um, just panicky and heart palpitations feel nauseous. I have the same thing now, whenever I hear somebody doing what I'm worried is choking from that situation with my dad, like I'm so, mm -hmm. I'm now at my antenna are like constantly up for something like that, that happening. It's mm -hmm. very scary. Oh my God. Okay. Well, yes, we will not let you deep fry in your apartment ever again. No. What about you? What did you, I got to get out of this headspace. What did you eat this yes. week? I'm sorry. Um, I didn't mean to bring you there. Uh, I, okay. I was in Ojai, which is such an amazing place. I hadn't really ever spent like proper time there. I had driven through, but I went with two girlfriends and we stayed, we stayed for two nights and basically 36 hours, which was not nearly enough. And there's a restaurant there called the Duchess, mm -hmm. which in the evening serves Burmese food but at breakfast, they have an incredible pastry selection. So we stopped there just to get a coffee and they had a gougere that was truly the size of like, imagine your palm, but then domed all the way, basically like just a globe of gougere. Ooh. Oh my God. It was so good because the inside, it wasn't as, okay, hold on. Let me think about it. On the <laughs> one hand, it was airy like a gougere, but on the other hand, it was almost like custardy. Like the eggs were not fully, fully cooked in a very appealing way. Mm. It was so good. We had a lot of excellent food, but that was a real standout for me. Oh, I love that. A, a, like a sedan sized gougere. Exactly. A, it was truly softball size and it was wow. so yummy. And I, I've got to get into making gougere. I'm like, I need to be a Dory Greenspan where that's, I always have them ready when people come over. Wouldn't that be fabulous? I mean, that's life goals. Squad goals, baby. Oh God. Vocabulary today. It's terrible. It's terrible. Okay. Back to the music. Take us to the music. We've we've discussed heavily band versus DJ, but this yes. is not about how the music is played. This episode is about the music itself. I would like the to playlist. also, but the playlist, but I also want to get into dances, first mm -hmm. dances or lack thereof, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Maybe we can also get a little bit into like 
aside from reception music, maybe if you're having cocktail music, et cetera. Uh So we can, we can talk about all of it. Where do we begin? Okay. I almost, I just want to put in a quick bid for during the cocktail hour or rehearsal dinner. Mm -hmm. Harry is in a steel pan band and they used to play weddings all the time. So I'm putting in a bid for you guys to hire him for your wedding. Oh my God. I'm mostly joking about that, but I, but I think that he, of course, Harry's like, it's a pan band. You got to have a pan band at your rehearsal dinner or your cocktail hour. But I'm like, just having some live music, I think at the cocktail hour or some element of the wedding that is not the reception is a good idea. Agreed. Agreed. We are looking into that. We are in the market for bands. So Harry, it might be your time. Send, tell him to send me um, a, a resume and a headshot oh, and a sample. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'll have to send you some YouTube videos. Um, they exist? What? Yeah, they like used to play weddings. And then he what? and his friend Tommy and, their, and the third person who they started the band with also started something, I think it's called Next Generation, which is like all these young kids playing pans. Oh my all, God. And they go, they like travel around the UK. It's it, it's so fantastic. It's really, That's really awesome. Cool. Well, that, I mean, sure, sure. Sure. Well, Harry, you got a job. It's between Harry's pan band. Um, what's it called? I can't believe I don't know this. Oh God, I for, I forget what it's You don't called. know what it, oh wow. I forget, I'm, I know I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Sorry, Harry. Um, so we've got, they're a contender, um, like kind of a jazz trio is a, Love is a contender, that. not a vo- without a vocalist. Duh. Um, and I also have always been into like kind of a, it's an old Italian or like French feeling little band with like an accordion. Absolutely. Which I really like. I, a lot of people are like, but for the ceremony, you must have a string quartet. That is such a hard no for me. It's so cheesy. Either people have a string quartet or just the the lone cellist, which like, God, a cello is one that creates the, to me, like the most beautiful sound in the world, but it just screams cheese. It does scream cheese. I don't know why. I know. When you think about walking down the aisle, what do you think you would walk down the aisle to? I have no idea. About I have silence. no idea. About just like the beauty of silence. I was thinking that, but then I was thinking about where we're probably doing our wedding in Brooklyn uh, outside. And I'm like, probably you could hear cars or the train or like someone yelling at someone. But then I'm like, maybe that's kind of great. Yeah. You know, very not, I'm not pretending to be somewhere I'm not, but, but I do think we should have some musical element. I'm just not sure what song like I don't want it to be like I I kind of hate when you're listening and it's either a string quartet or maybe like a guitarist playing something acoustically and you're like and you know if when you're the a guest you're like wait a second is this do I know this is this and then like during the ceremony you're like I know it's Bruno Mars (laughs) you know I don't want to be like hold on what pop song is this I think, well, and the problem is that like, in order for a swing, a swing quartet quartet to play one of those pop songs, they have to rearrange it. Right. So it's not as like, it's one thing if it was basically going to sound like the pop song, but with no vocals, 
but it's always like they somebody's got to be playing the you know the melody line melody. yeah on a on a string instrument which is like oh god it's just not it's not great it's not <laughs> great i was at a wedding where they had a you know exactly what we're talking about and one it might have been more than a quartet well it might have been a a a sextet because I think there were two at least two violins and one of the violinists like was horribly off and they were not too far away from us and I remember just like making eye contact with him being like dude and he had like this just look of sheer panic like didn't want to stop because it was just be so obvious but oh my god it was that's terrible well oh god oh god Uh, I think Obviously, when you have live instruments, of course, you are opening it up for human error, which can be beautiful, but also can be not so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of, yeah, like an Italian or a French sound with an accordion, sort of very oldie timey. Yeah. I don't know. It might be a string quartet, Sophie. I can't promise anything. But there. I like a string quartet. I love a string quartet. I just think when you just said no vocalist, that is why. Yes. Yeah. So oh, I don't yeah. know. I have no idea what the song would be. Do well, you want to choose for me? Yeah, hundred percent. I think the hard thing about walk choosing what song to walk down the aisle to is it takes on so much meaning. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to choose something. You have to choose something obviously that feels somber enough for the occasion, but maybe like it's not going to make you cry when you hear it. But also, like, it has to be a song that you really love. I mean, how many people do you think walk down the aisle to My Life by the Beatles? A thousand every day. Yeah. And I always cry. Me too. That song. Oh, my God. But it's also like, wow, talk about a song that no one will ever play as well as the original. Oh, my God. I love them so much. (laughs) (laughs) Did you watch the documentary? Yes. And I've had, like, this real, I feel like I'm having such a, I love that they're having such a huge moment and I am having, they're having a huge moment. Yeah. Finally, they got their moment in the sun, but like, I feel so emotional about them now. Did you watch it? No, not yet. Oh, it's so great. You kind of got to get through the first episode because the first episode, like I felt kind of ill watching it because it's very intense. Mm-hmm. And then the second two episodes, it's just their brilliance is staggering. It's, it's really something. Um, Okay, so walking down the aisle, I think it's a tricky one. Oh, I, I think I had a friend who walked down the aisle to like a Kygo song or something, like played on a cello. I mean, people choose some wacky stuff, but I guess you could try to choose something that means something to your relationship. Yeah, I feel like I've heard a bunch of um, jazz trios um, doing like Stevie Wonder that I really like. Yeah. But, but like, why, why not just choose an actual jazz song or an actual classical song? Like songs that actually lend themselves yeah. to the medium of strings, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But if it's jazz, then I, yeah. If it's jazz and we've got jazz musicians, like if, if it's Stevie Wonder, the, you know, it's like we've got, maybe we've got a sax and it's all working out. Oh, exactly yeah. Exactly as planned. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Gosh, it's, it's, it's hard. I just. Uh, it's having a wedding is so stressful has anyone ever said that before you know it's stressful but the good news is then you're gonna do it and it's gonna be over (laughs) (laughs) well then we have to throw the party yes it's true I know you're dragging it out which I applaud thank Um, you 
much. Okay, so fabulous. You're wa- we're walking down. We're walking down the aisle to something instrumenty. Then maybe you're flying Harry, and well, you won't have to fly Harry, but you'll just have flying to. You'll you just have to fly his pan mates in it, low cost. Don't worry about it. Well, I'd like to literally fly them in a la Lady Gaga Super Bowl 2017 and have Harry dropped from a helicopter into the backyard of Frankie's 457, all the while playing the pan. I mean, it's like star does require. (laughs) People, do you know that like having an electronic, electronic, electric violinist is like the jam right now it's the trendy thing to do stop somebody somebody who's obsessed with dave matthews band remember that guy <laughs> no <laughs> was did they have oh that they had like an og electric violinist like one of the first i mean maybe not one of the first but it was like boom oh my god <laughs> and i never went to a dmb concert tragically um but like the like they had like a famous electric violinist. Oh my God. Well, they're back. And let me say, I've been to two weddings where they have come out and it, I'm so into it. Stop. I love it. I love it. But are you into it because it's funny to you or because you're actually like, this sounds. It's, it's actually not, it doesn't ever strike me as funny. I'm just like, you know how we get, I'm drunk. And I'm like, look at this incredible talent. And I'm like, because then people are dancing and then I'm running around the dance floor trying to get all my friends and like, guys, stop, watch the performance, <laughs> you know? I'm like, you guys, but look, she's here. Both times that she, that this, the violinist has come out, it's been like, not, not a lot of people notice. There isn't like this big reveal. Like she, <laughs> this was actually really funny. I can't remember. Oh, so she was playing and a friend of mine was dancing towards the dance floor, kind of on the outer perimeter and heard a violin in the song. I forget, it was probably like a Dua Lipa, the situation where clearly there's not a violin in it, but he just assumed it was like the DJ putting a violin in the song somehow. And so he just started miming, like dancing, playing the violin. And then this violinist was like actually behind him, looking at him. (laughs) That was pretty, pretty humorous. But I don't know, I think adding that kind of live element, like, to a to a well-known song so it is kind of like a remix but you have the element of liveness is good so harry and i were discussing this because harry was like i'm pretty sure ari's into the idea of a live saxophonist while the dj plays and i was like there's no way she couldn't possibly be into it and he was like i think she might be okay so you want that live element when you say live violinist electric violinist you mean there's a dj and then there's one live performer Correct. On an electric okay. Yes. This to me is cuckoo bananas, but you know what? Maybe I just haven't seen it at enough weddings. I don't know what it is, but it works. It works. It like, just, it's like a little special surprise and it's not, now we're going to stop with the jams. It, it comes at, like, it's always, um, the person always comes out at like the height of the evening. So I don't know. Yeah. Remember Ryan Hill, our interview with that wedding planner, um, yeah. he was saying like, you've got to introduce a new element every like half hour. That's it's right. like that. Yeah. I mean, I think like if the music is good enough, then you shouldn't need to have a new element every half hour, but he's probably right. Like, yeah, you do actually need to have sliders come out and you do need to have, okay, my brain, that's all I got. Me You're too. All of a sudden I just went into slider land. Also, my slid into Sliderland, if you will. 
my sorry if you guys hear sounds that sound like squeaks it's my jeans on my chair um um blah, 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 blah. no i i hear what you're saying i think it probably wouldn't be f- for me although maybe i would love it i mean i'm not gonna have it i'm just saying right well don't I, don't knock it. it and i also so i mean i think there's one. also like a very um the point is that it feels improv right mm-hmm. like the saxophonist 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 you know i feel like both of those instruments are like you can really like kind of move a lot with them and like jam to the music as you're playing yeah. in you know it's really like vibey mm-hmm. and you know she was like going off like doing like all these crazy things with the melody while the song was going it was fun it was i, I it is not something if, if someone had described it to me i would be like oh yeah i can see why that would be fun but i was front and center you know, given explaining to her that I was also an artist and that I appreciated her craft. Of course. Now, this, I think, dovetails well into what do you think about props when the music hits? Um, I've only seen it done well once and it was done really well because the props were so funny. And it wasn't when the music hit, it like when the music got pushed to a new level it was like at 11 or midnight when it was like the you know same dj but just playing the real kind of more ravey clubby music and it was like a someone just put out like a huge box of like wigs and like full face masks like like big like horse heads and like wow like i mean it was so funny that sounds fun yeah i always first i mean i said it was the perfect dovetail because i always imagine like big rubber saxophones like big oh, like plastic you know yeah um yeah I think I think if Ryan Hill is in fact correct which I trust him about having to introduce a new element you might as well introduce some props but then when I think about those photo booths with the props they're always bad they're, they're always, always bad terrible. So stupid I don't want a picture of like me with giant sunglasses oh it's so I bad want, I know um <laughs> Yeah, well, although it's different on the dance floor, and I appreciate right. it when it's just like goofy because I want to be laughing. Exactly, exactly. Well, and I think perhaps it can open up some more um, artistic exploration for the dancers. Yeah, and I think it's a good way also to then start if you're if you've got different friend groups, like a way for them to start in mingling more. If yeah. it's like they're laughing at someone else, I don't know. You have a blow up saxophone too. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah let's let's start a band. <laughs> okay so I feel like we both say that DJ is 100% the vibe have your opinions on that changed at all for for the reception that is uh no no I think no they have not I think because we're doing something way smaller the the reception quote-unquote is gonna not really be one it'll just be like hey we have some live music playing if you feel like getting up to dance you can but it's not like all right everyone Give it up for the bride and groom. Right. You know? Right. Um, and then for the party party, we'll throw just straight DJ, crazy dancing. That's it. You know, me just co-hosting this podcast about weddings, all the while trying to evade any sort of real weddingness for my own wedding. <laughs> don't want any of this stuff we're talking about. <laughs> But I feel like now you don't want any of this stuff we're talking about. But I think when we first started, you were more in the mindset of like, okay, 
you know, mm-hmm. getting used to the idea of having a traditional wedding. And now I feel like you're sort of, now that you know you, your timing will not work out to have it, I feel like you're now like, okay, then I don't want any of the elements that are traditional. Yeah. Which totally makes sense. I mean, what's, are you going to have a first dance? I don't think no, so. No, not at this. If you were going to, what would it be to? And do you like first dances? And do you like father-daughter dances and mother-son dances? I like them when they're like really for the two people, I guess. In a way, as an audience member, I do like it. I Because it makes me like get a little emotional. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing like a private moment in public, like in the theater. But I I don't want to like make people watch me dance with my dad. Like I'll just dance with my dad. Yeah. It's just a tradition that I don't really understand that I don't I just I don't need I don't need to put that on display I don't need to take up the three to five minutes of the evening doing that I do think first dances are sweet and I think Chris and I actually we probably will do one just because I can do some <laughs> I can do some, a bunch of like how many fake out lifts can I fit into the song <laughs> and so I just wanted to be funny and I love silly dances yeah like I, I feel like I there's some sketch character that lives inside me that may or may not ever come out fully but that's just like a choreographer and it's just oh. like ridiculous well I've often thought because I feel like the first dance for some reason I don't know why they always make you learn a waltz when a waltz is like Sure, if a waltz is done really beautifully, it looks great, but there's no pizzazz to a waltz. I'm like, why doesn't anybody do like a swing dance or salsa or bachata or like something that has like a little bit of life? I mean, oh, yeah. Because I think you're watching these couples dance and it it doesn't matter if you're a good dancer or not. It looks like everybody's got two left feet. Mm-hmm. It's 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 bad. But then I'm like, okay, yes, do if do something with pizzazz or learn like a really complex choreographed dance and like really perform it you know like hire a serious choreographer to like teach you a two-minute combination oh absolutely and you guys do I mean that would be my 100% dream I think that would be the most fun thing ever yeah yeah but that's also because I really like to dance and the this the the first dance comes back to the thing of like people who don't like to perform being forced to perform feeling like they have oh, yeah. to do a first dance but they hate dancing. They're embarrassed of being looked at. All this shit where I'm like, then don't do it. Cut it out. Yeah. It's again, we talked about this last week, but it's like your first for your first challenge as a newly, you know, as a married couple, you will produce a theatrical event and perform in it. Exactly. Like, why are we doing this? Why? I think there's something really sweet about watching a couple who has clearly taken some classes and who is like working through it like trying to get it right. We have some close friends who um, got married in December and it, they they went to classes and they did this little, you know, beautiful kind of, kind of a waltz, just your kind of basic partner dance, but like just kind of watching them focus in together and just literally step together was really, really sweet because they yeah, were yeah. so present with each other and it wasn't a, it was more about, you know, they were doing it for them and, and trying to, you know, stay in time and it wasn't showy at all. I also want to be clear that I think taking dance classes, like there's nothing better. Harry and I have taken a bunch, a, a bunch, a few salsa classes and it's 
so much fun. Like, I think you should, it's great, great to be taking dance classes. Yeah. I think it's just, if you don't want to dance, if you don't enjoy dancing, then like, you don't have to, you know, that's, but I also feel like there's always the element of like one partner looking at the other and being like, no, no, you're supposed to. Yeah. I love that. Or whatever. (laughs) Well, I also like want to build in, I could have talked for a full episode about this, but like, I would like to build in elements of that and then like build in elements of like a fight. Oh yeah. (laughs) During, during it, it's all just very heightened performance, but that's, I'm insane. I'm insane. I I think it's a great idea. Can I say, I'm going to interject and cut myself off here. I'm on brides.com looking at the best first wedding dance songs. Okay. I think an algorithm made this and not a human because guess what number one is? There's Um, no way you're going to guess this. Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. No, but that is a great guess. Thank you so much. That is such... Such a good guess. And yeah, why? Because someone, when when that bitch was young, someone played them that song. It was like, this is your song, honey. Oh God. Well, because it's, it has the word girl in it. Yeah. And you my. And it, I you mean, my. It's so. Um, okay. All right. Another th- guess. Okay. I'm going to have to give you a hint. There's a number in the title. There's a number. Eight, six, seven, five, three, three, five, three. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> I have no idea. Tell me. Okay. Number one, according to Brides Magazine, is 500 miles. And I would walk five. Are you serious? But um, you know why? Probably because they have it done as like a jazzy version where it's like, and I would walk 500 miles. No, there's not. A, that's what I was doing in my head too. Like it doesn't work as a jazzy version it, because the rhythm of the song is just da, 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 da. there's no, this is why I think an algorithm wrote this because now it has, you know, it says the name of the song and then the lyrics and like the lyrics. Yeah. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. Shakespeare. It is quite Shakespearean, actually. It's quite beautiful. I think people choose it because it feels like it's the man doing this thing for the woman. You know, it's very like he is willing. It's not the woman being like, I'm willing to rip my heart out for you. It's like he's willing to to rip his heart out and 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 throw it on her door you know but don't you think the rhythm the melody of that song the song itself does not portray that like the song sounds goofy totally (laughs) the song is a goofy song it's not like butthole surfers vibe but it's like but there's some vibe to it that's kind of like of that era Mm -hmm. i also just say no shade to whoever sang or wrote that but like that song is also so white like it's just so what 500 miles yes you know what I mean it's just so like I don't know cringy white <laughs> yeah okay, yeah what's number two number two is unchained melody by the righteous brothers okay now there's there's a beautiful song okay number three is amazed by lone star I don't know what that is maybe I'm amazed at the nope is that it I don't know. You love me all the time. The lyrics. That, no, that's Paul McCartney. <laughs> Wait, the lyrics that it quotes here. 
I want to spend the rest of my life with you by my side forever and ever. Great. I don't. <laughs> cool. Original. But I think Clever. this is why 500 miles is maybe a bigger hit because it's from a very clear point of view, as opposed to just like something sort of general about a long-term relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's so many songs that have better points of view and that are good songs. All right. Uh, God, number four, kill me. It's a Ed Sheeran. Okay. I secretly love Ed Sheeran. And by no. secretly, I mean, it's no longer a secret. I fucking love Ed Sheeran. I think he's Why? Just so great. Why not? I might ask. Because it's so like basic, basic. I don't like his slow songs. I like his pop songs. What are his pop songs? Um, um, go for it. I go for hours and hours about the sweet and the sour and how your family is doing okay. And then taxi, oh, yeah. and then taxi, driver, make a radio play. And I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'll dance all night to that song. <laughs> yes, put that song on repeat, please. Did I tell you this is a total cycle, uh, non sequitur, but I once, back in the days when there was no plain Wi-Fi, you had to like download songs to listen to them. And I, you know, I'm terrified of flying. I'm better now, but this was like very, during when it was very bad. I only had <laughs> um, Bittersweet Symphony downloaded on my phone. So I literally listened to it over and over again for oh four hours. God. Not a bad song to listen to over. It just kind of keeps going. Also, though, that is what like, it's so funny that you say that song because I have so many memories of like playing that on my iPod, I guess, and like looking out the window of a plane and just feeling mm -hmm. like, wow, man, like the world is crazy. <laughs> like being alive is just wild, man. Like it's such a perfect song for that. I love that song. It's so good. Don't the you ever fight. tell me otherwise. It's so good. The verb. Mm -hmm. Okay. So an edge, a slow edge Sharon song is number four, whatever. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Number five is all of me. John Legend. Sure. Love him great yeah I, mean, I hope we're not offending too many people but whatever uh six is ooh, six is a favorite of ours i don't want to miss a thing <laughs> which as we both know like and as we was memorialized in the having a night video uh the steven tyler live tyler Armageddon music video like is this father daughter love or is but uh, isn't she it was shots from the movie when she's like no Ben Affleck it's Ben Affleck right I think so like he's done it's just it was confusing it was confusing Ari does a, there's a very good impersonation oh. of Ari doing an excellent impersonation of Steven Tyler on one of our videos Pasta? thank you so no. much Maybe the shots video. Oh yeah, it was the shots. It's the video. shots video. Oh my god, it's a really funny video, guys. If you haven't seen it, I, I mean, I don't know what else we we made so many funny videos. I know we gotta. We'll make another video soon. Yeah, soon, soon. Um, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Um, first dances. Oh, so what are your other no go songs? Unless you want to talk more about first dance songs. No go songs for what? So shout for us is a no go. Oh, no. Are there any other ones? Yes, so many. Okay, great. Hit me with them. Sweet Caroline. Oh, agreed, hundred percent. And I have okay. I I don't know if this is the correct time to get into this, but I have um a conspiracy theory for 
I mean, not really. <laughs> that was definitely All right, Q and honors. You can get off now. It's not really a real conspiracy theory. Okay. You've heard about this controversy. With, wait, is this the right time to bring this up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm waiting with bated breath. You know, sweet Caroline, it's like, uh-oh, it was really about Caroline Kennedy. Oh, I don't who think was I like, that. Who was like, I think like 10. Ugh. So it's like creepy Neil Diamond. Okay. Right? Do you know what the lyrics to Shout are? Like besides, sorry, besides uh, Shout, a little bit softer now, a little bit louder now, et cetera, et cetera. Like, do you know the lyrics to the part where he's saying other things besides changing up the volume of your voice? I mean, from, from the fact that you said it's a conspiracy theory, I'm guessing the lyrics might be, sweet Caroline, oh, oh, oh. No. times never seem so. What are the lyrics? The lyrics are, you know, I still remember. When you used to be nine years old. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I was a fool for you from the bottom of my soul. Yeah, now that you've grown up, grown enough to know, yeah, you want to leave me, you want to let me go. It's just like, what's going on? Why are the two most popular wedding songs potentially about, Ooh. like, yeah. Young girls, young, yeah, young They're kind of love. pedophilic. And also, like, why are all conspiracy theories related all about like child traff sex trafficking. I think they're all related to that because it's like there is nothing in our in our global psyche. There is nothing more evil than yeah. pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to convince someone of something, you have to say he's a pedophile. It's and true. then they'll be like, "Oh man, well that's bad. Now that's yeah. bad. Unforgivable. You know? Unforgivable. God, QAnon, man. I guess." It just sort of faded away when they realized it wasn't real. Yeah. I probably shouldn't even say this because I don't know. Someone might come after us. I hope I don't not. think so. I don't. <laughs> I think we're safe. Um, speaking of, we're come, come with me on this journey. I'm just plugging in my computer. Great. Um, yeah. Sw also, Sweet Caroline. It's just not that great of a song. And unless your name is Caroline, I don't understand why it's playing at your wedding at all. Even if your name is Caroline, I don't know why it's playing. Well, I guess that's like, if there was a song called Sweet Sophie, I would definitely play it all the time. Yeah. Duh. But I, it must be, there's something about call and response, I think that just gets a crowd going because we're all, you know, lemmings, we're all sheep and just can't resist someone being like, and you know, or like, oh no, no, whatever that fucking sweet Caroline, that's not call and response, but just like, dumb overly simplistic lyrics i just nothing gets my go going i don't is that correct yeah yeah you're you're in the you're gets on the hunt. My goat, but the goat wouldn't be going anywhere it just, just gets, gets my goat gets it captures that goat um and like seeing a bunch of grown adults getting lower on a dance floor and quieter and then getting louder together. I don't understand what that means. It's tricky because I am like, hey, there is something theatrical in all of this, which makes it fun. Like there's something theatrical in being like, oh my God, everybody's doing the same physical movement. Like there's something exciting about that. But then when you realize that it's shout and that just 
people keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And every wedding has it. It's like, you know, I'm like, if it was some kind of a different, if someone was actually leading the charge and like making everyone do this one physical movement, like that might be exciting, but it's like, oh, we're just lemmings. And we know that this is what we're supposed to do. So we're all going to do it. Other than those of us who love doing this together. Yes. But I think it's also a thing of people feeling like we're all so wild. We're going to do this thing that actually feels like really kind of childish, you know, like Uh there's something uh about the self-consciousness of it. That's like, that's why it's so embarrassing. You know, it's like, that's why I got to leave when shout comes on. We'll not be present for that song. I just, it just really makes me feel like a monkey. It just like, it just, it feels like this weird ritualistic thing that is actually devoid of any meaning. Yes. Like no one is actually listening to the lyrics of the song. It's just, we all know that we're going to do this thing together. And no one, I, I totally appreciate what you're saying, but no one is like, I want to engage in this kind of modernist kind of interpretive dance, right, uh, right. Know, communal <laughs> It's not that it looks like that. And I think I appreciate that, but I don't think, I just think people are stupid and like, it's just, there's so much primal energy on a wedding dance floor. Do you, especially if there's like a group of frat guys. Okay. So as a woman who's friends with a lot of frat guys, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen this old trick, but where the guys take off their ties or no, wait, no, they don't take off their ties. Imagine you and I are both wearing neckties and then we tie them together to form a limbo. Whoa. Oh, I have never, never seen that. And I hope I never. I hope you do because you know who's going to go crazy for the limbo? You. You know, I hate the limbo. I hate the limbo too, because I'm convinced that I'll be so good at it. And then I never end up being that good at it. And I'm just like, well, fuck this. I just um, think there's nothing more humiliating than bending over backwards and like locking eyes with a stranger when oh. you're upside down. Actually, when you say that, I'm like, that sounds so sensual. No, it's so awkward. Well, I feel like you're never, I feel like I'm never locking eyes with anybody because I like have my chin tucked and I'm like, oh, oh you're one of those. You don't let it hang. Okay. <laughs> I see. You have uh, a- maybe I let it, I think I let it hang at like the last moment when I'm like, tuck, 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 tuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like your release valve at the end. <laughs> You've got a whole method. That's your technique. That's my in. technique, baby. But yes, okay, I agree. The frattiness of it all. And it's just, it's it's this weird thing of like, we just take it for granted that that is how we will interact with the song. But yes. it's not a ritual. It's, I don't know, there's something about it that's like really bad. The The best time that Shout has ever been used was Wedding Crashers. Do you remember this scene? The montage? No, tell me. Maybe I should so watch it tonight. There, I think it's just the montage of them at the beginning when they're, I don't know if like they're already at the big wedding with Rachel McAdams or what, but Shout comes on and it's literally just woman after woman being like, like falling back on a bed with her top off. Oh, yes. It's so <laughs> it's so perfect because it's like, that is actually what the wedding is about, right? It yeah. is about like, sort of the one night stand well of course it's not what the wedding is actually about but like that yeah. movie just made so much fun of that element of it yes like yes. the one night stand the I don't know which side are you on you know all of that shit um, yeah so, anyway so goofy very funny um bah, 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 bah. 
Okay. What, what, whoa, 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 whoa. What would your first dance song be? Hmm. Okay, there's a there's a Henry Mancini song called Elephant Walk that I really love. Sing it. Um, well, it's not, there's no words. Okay. Um, but it's almost very like Austin Powers. You like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not it that, go? but it's uh, oh, God, I, I have to look it up. Um Fuck. I love I love that kind of 60s. Yeah. Was it in these this was it in these paper bullets? There was a lot of that kind of music in this play that I did. I love that kind of music. Yeah. Like kind of loungy. Like, yeah. Yeah. And Harry and I both really love that song. And we often sort of like hum it to one another, even though now the tune obviously escapes me, but I think I would do something like that and then make it really like kind of sixties mod, Mm -hmm. really fun choreography with a lot of like turns and dips and stuff. Yes. See, I, I agree. I think I like having an element of like sweetness and an element of um, obviously humor or like just a little bit of like pizzazz, cheekiness. Yeah, I don't need the first song to be like, yes, playfulness. I don't need it to be somber. Like we already had the ceremony. We, we already right. did that. And I also think like, I am such a crier. Like I get so emotional about things that if it's a if it's a really emotional song, I will spend the entire time crying. Me too. So I like have to lighten the mood a little just to get yeah. through it. Back to the DJ thing. Okay. All right. I have a lot of thoughts about the DJ, but one of my questions is just like, should you just make a playlist yourself? And when I say you, I mean, people having weddings. It's like, do you just make a playlist yourself and then plug it in? Um, I, think, I think that can be really, really great. Um, I think you hire a DJ because they can read the energy of the room. They know when to change the song. And if they're good, like a good remix is, is good. That's true. I mean, okay. I made, I made a list of what I would put on my wedding playlist in case you're interested. Oh my God. Send it to me. No, no, no. Sorry. Not with songs. Well, it's not with songs. It's like just sort of, okay. So I'll, 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Okay. So I would start with some like not too obscure jazz. Mm-hmm. Like, while people are still, maybe they're still eating, sort of like it hasn't really heated up yet. Love then it. I would move into some 50s and 60s doo-wop and rock and roll, like get a little bit of Elvis in there. Mm-hmm. Get it, start dripping in a little bit of classic rock, but like Creedence Clearwater, not like Led Zeppelin, like still kind of mellow, whatever. Then move into 90s hip hop and R&B, but not have it be too huge of a section because I do think it's a problem when people are like, don't worry, he's only going to play 90s hip hop. And you're like, there aren't that many songs from 90s hip hop that like I'm obsessed with and that I want to dance to. Then, no, and then mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then transition into disco. I love it. Plus some like contemporary dance music. Like, do you know like Giorgio Moroder? No. It's sort of like the like godfather of, of that kind of dancey music, like sort of contemporary disco type stuff. Then okay. we transition into like hits of the early noughties slash today. And we just end with like some fucking banger contemporary pop. Great. Love that. Yeah. Thanks so that much. Sounds excellent. I did not know that this was the assignment, but it wasn't. I made it. I, yours. I made myself the assignment. I love it. I, that's, I think that's a beautiful movement for the evening. And I think you do want to incorporate different genres or else you run the risk. And this is something that was not even on my radar of concern until Chris brought it up. 
he was like, I don't want us to seem like pretentious with the, with the music we're playing in our wedding. Cause I was like, we're not playing any standard wedding music. And that had never occurred to me. I think that's, if you are really sticking, like, like you said, with the nineties hip hop, like if you only did nineties hip hop, you seem like a real dick. You really like, do. Oh, you don't know this like obscure song from the third tribe called quest album. Exactly. It's like, if you're trying, if you're trying too hard to do deep cuts, you've tried too hard. Yes. You know, it's like, People do want to dance to music that they know. My my counterpoint to what Chris was saying is that I think you can choose a bunch of standards that are still not standard wedding songs. Yes. Right? Like there are so many, there are so many wonderful doo-wop songs that you don't just associate Absolutely. with weddings. Absolutely. That's the sweet spot, I think. Yeah. And disco as well. You know, you don't yeah. have to play any of those songs. Also like... I fucking love Earth, Wind, and Fire, but there's this whole genre of music that like I enjoy in any context that is not a wedding. But as soon as I'm in a wedding, I'm like, ew, I hate this song. I know. I get like really pissed off. I get really peeved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of songs. Okay. I also, I wanted to say, I think you could put some country in there. I think you could put some old school, great country, or even some new school songs. I personally, I love country, but that... Also, it's like kind of vibe, right? It depends on where you're having your wedding, what the vibe is like. If, you're, if your wedding is super fratty, like you should definitely have some country on there. Sure, is that you a know? thing? I've never been to a frat house. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not like you. I know, you poor thing. Um, no, I think of, I think of, yeah, like fratty bros as like really loving country, but it's also just such a vibe, right? It's like, if you're getting married in the, I don't know, in Virginia or something like teach everyone to lion dance and put on some country music. Sure. That sounds like fun. We talked about the line dance option. That would have been, I would love to attend someone's wedding who, where I could learn some line dancing. (laughs) Uh, There shall be no country music at my wedding, but that's just because I don't listen to it. Neither does Chris. There you go. Sorry. But I think I do want to have like some old, like, being from Chicago, I want to have some blues. I want to have some house. Yeah. Like all, of, all of this, all of these things, okay, that have really made me who I am. I love it. I, that was me in inventing Anna. Oh. <laughs> you mean if you're- That wasn't me. That, was, uh, that wasn't Yeah, Anna. P is always better. You just have to be willing to do the whack. Yeah, do the whack. <laughs> You are I actually s- do think that like my accent is like pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You are my queen. Have you watched the whole thing? No, I've only watched no. <laughs> part of the first episode. It's terrible. I'm shocked. Shonda our friend James is in it and he is a fucking delight and episode two is all about him I actually think a lot Um, of the acting is really I think the acting is really good I think for some reason some of the writing is a little and the tone the music it just like it's almost like she wanted to kind of cheapen it or make it more soapier or more networky than it needs to be I feel like it was advertised as this like cool this thing is happening right now this kind of pop culture the story about this woman who's a criminal also it's okay i'm gonna i'm on a rant i have to stop i'm like no. fucking, um what's his uh, um what's his face on new year's eve 
Andy Cohen. You're you're Anderson Cooper. You're like, stop. Wait, sorry, what sorry, happened? Stop. I don't oh, even know about Andy that. Cohen live on TV, like went off on <laughs> uh um on de Blasio. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward. Anyway, oh, is no that idea. me right now? Okay, I'm gonna stop you, but then I'm gonna stop us recording and then you have to finish your rant at me, please. Because of course I'm dying to know what your next point was gonna be. You're like, don't you dare say anything bad about Shonda on this podcast because you know, God some willing, us, we're both some of us exactly some of us want to be in her shows, okay? <laughs> it's not about her, actually, but I think the show is fun. It's just not what I expected to be. It was there was some false advertising happening. And I agree with that point. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna let us go. I'm gonna okay. let our audience go. For the love of God, let them go. Hold on. One last point that I want to make. One more no-go song for me is Last Dance. I don't like when people play Last Dance because then it's the last dance. I don't want you to announce to me that the last dance is there. And then it's like everybody's trying to get jazzed for the fact that like it's over. No, no. Wow. This is a whole other, that'd be a great episode or like, half of an episode like how do you end it how how without being like guys get go home lights up you know we're playing last dance yeah you know I feel really, yeah, go ahead you know what you could play closing time oh fuck yeah okay <laughs> that now is a word millennial yeah do you know I, that when that song came out I thought that it would it meant like closing time I thought it was like this more of this kind of philosophical abstract idea <laughs> about like time not wow. being I don't even know I, I love how, that yeah That's so deep of you thank you <laughs> also for some reason like the way that the lighting is it makes you look like maybe you're bald Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, <laughs> my hair is, it's getting dark and I'm backlit. Okay. Wait, oh my God. I think close. Wow. This is incredible. I think <laughs> closing time is a really good idea. And instead of turning the lights up, I would just turn them off. Cause then everybody can stay in there feeling sexy. No one has to see what you look like when your makeup has, you know, is running down your face. Like just turn them off. All right. Well, everyone over 50 would be furious. Well, banging into things. Oh, yeah. You know, you can dim them. Fine. I'm not worried about that. This is an interesting (laughs) exit. (laughs) Turn the lights off. Then blindfold everyone and have them leave by following the sound of your voice. I'm just like, I love the idea. It's sort of like, oh, we're all danced out. Let's just like dim the lights. Maybe you pass around a joint. Everybody gets in their car. Everybody rolls home. I don't know. I'm feeling very relaxed. Right I, now. I mean, that would sound really in, in my like seventies fantasy of your wedding. That sounds really nice. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. It's closing time. It's closing time. Exactly. It's closing. Yeah. It's, Imagine the, that. it's the equivalent of now that's what I call music. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Now that's what I'm playing at my wedding. Now, that's what I call music. <laughs> Bye, guys.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.